chills, dreamy summer bites, flashes of horror and suspense. Bite back at the fear. Arabian Nights, or The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night. Volume 5, The Ebony Horse, narrated by Mavsky. When it was the 367th night, Shahrazad said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that when the Persian sage acquainted the princess with the case of the king's son, she believed him. So she rose forthright, and, putting her hand in his, said, O my father, what hast thou brought me to ride? And he replied, O my lady, thou shalt ride the horse thou camest on. And she said, I cannot ride it by myself. Whereupon he smiled and knew that he was her master and said, I will ride with thee myself. So he mounted and taking her up behind him, bound her to himself with firm bonds, while she knew not what he would do with her. Then he turned the ascent pin, whereupon the belly of the horse became full of wind, and it swayed to and fro like a wave of the sea, and rose with them high in the air, nor slackened in its flight till it was out of sight of the city. Now when Shams al-Nahar saw this, she asked him, Ho thou, what has become of thou toldest me of my prince, making me believe that he sent thee to me? Answered the Persian, Allah, damn the prince, he is a mean and skinflint knave. She cried, Woe to thee, how darest thou disobey thy lord's commandment? Whereto the Persian replied, He is no lord of mine, knowest thou who I am? Rejoined the princess, I know nothing of thee save what thou toldest me. And he retorted, What I told thee was a trick of mine against thee, and the king's son. I have long lamented the loss of this horse, which is under us, for I constructed it and made it myself master of it. But now I have gotten firm hold of it, and of thee too, and I will burn his heart even as he hath burnt mine, nor shall he ever have the horse again, no, never. So be of good cheer, and keep thine eyes cool and clear, for I can be of more use to thee than he, and I am generous as I am wealthy. My servants and slaves shall obey thee as their mistress, and I will robe thee in the finest raiment, and thine every wish shall be thy will. When she heard this, she beat her face and cried out, saying, Ah, well away, I have not won my beloved, and I have lost my father and mother. And she wept bitter tears over what had befallen her, whilst the sage fared on with her without ceasing, till he came to the land of the Greeks, and alighted in a verdant mead, abounding in streams and trees. Now this meadow lay near a city, wherein was a king of high puissance, and it chanced that he went forth that day to hunt and divert himself. As he passed by the meadow, he saw the Persian standing there, with a damsel and the horse by his side. And before the sage was ware, 
The king's slaves fell upon him and carried him and the lady and the horse to their master, who, noting the foulness of the man's favor and his loathsomeness and the beauty of the girl and her loveliness said, O oh, my lady, what kin is this oldster to thee? The Persian made haste to reply saying, she is my wife and the daughter of my father's brother. But the lady at once gave him the lie and said, O king, by Allah, I know not him, nor is he my husband. Nay, he is a wicked magician who hath stolen me away by force and fraud. Thereupon the king bade Bastinado the Persian, and they beat him till he was well nigh dead. After which the king commanded to carry him to the city and cast him into jail. And taking him from the damsel and the ebony horse, though he knew not its properties, nor the secret of its motion, set the girl and the horse amongst his hordes. Such was the case with the sage and the lady, but as regards the prince, he garbed himself in traveling gear, and taking what he needed of money, set out tracking their trail in very sorry plight, and journeyed from country to country and city to city, seeking the princess, and inquiring after the ebony horse, whilst all who heard him marveled at him, and deemed his talk extravagant. Thus he continued doing a long while, but for all his inquiry and quest, he could hit on no news of her. At last he came to her father's city of Sana'a, and there asked for her, but could get no tidings of her and found her father mourning her loss. So he turned back and made for the land of the Greeks, continuing to inquire concerning the twain as he went. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased saying her permitted say.